Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Grace, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janun. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Is it possible that little children are being sold as sex slaves across the world? Where we're going to find out today where we're meeting here on the Blazing Grace Show with Linda Smith of Shared Hope International. Linda, welcome to the show. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. Well, we're going to hear more about your story in just a second here, but this is a very special guest for me, folks, because I, as a Washingtonian, and am proud to have one of our fellow or our former U.S. Congresswomen here uh, on the show with us today. So, Linda, the transition from politics to now helping put a face on uh, victims of sex crimes. Tell us a little bit about that transition. Well, it, it was one that, um, like so many times when God moves you, mm. uh, you don't even see it coming. Right. <laughs> um, in 1998, while I was still in Congress, I'd heard about some little girls in cages in India being sold <sighs> in prostitution. And, you know, in politics as well as in religion, there's a little bit of exaggeration on, on occasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I wasn't so very sure right. um, if I believed them because they said there were thousands of, of girls. And, and, um, but I couldn't sleep. And I had a five-day break. It was during the uh, Clinton impeachment votes, between <laughs> votes. And I got on a plane and I went to India and went to the streets with a partner ministry now, who we work with all over the world, Teen Challenge, who were ministering to a little boys. And they discovered the little boys' mommies were in forced prostitution wow. and had been put into forced prostitution as little girls, 10, 11, 12 years old. Right, right. That's amazing. Well, I, I just, you, we need to wake up to the problem. <clears throat> so you're going to help us put a face on, on the victims today. But Shared Hope International, and you can find them on the internet at sharedhope.org is leading a worldwide effort to eradicate the marketplaces of sexual slavery one life at a time. And so tell us some of the, some of the stories. You know, Talk about putting a face to it. Uh, you've met people from all over the world, haven't you? Well, on that first 48-hour time, or during that time, I um, couldn't quite believe what I saw. I saw thousands of girls cage-like conditions, some as young as my 11-year-old daughter. Excuse me, 11-year-old granddaughter. Quite a bit older than that. (laughs) And um, I wanted to run away from it. But, you know, James 1 and 2 talks about our faith being uh, of no value, being empty, unless we act on it. It's dead. And I was faced with that, but I was really having a hard time focusing on how I, a businesswoman, a member of Congress, could actually make a difference there. Well, within 48 hours of that, I decided I had to do something, and I helped Teen Challenge start their first homes for women. And within not very long, we had, um, and by the way, women are 12 years old if they've been used sexually, they're Mm. called that. Mm. And we had our first homes in India, Then we started uh, rescue homes in Nepal to return some of the girls from India to and um, then we started homes in other parts of the world, and now we have rescue homes all over the world. The little girl that got me, though, there were two of them. One's name was Gina, and one's name was Ganga. I'm going to talk to you about this little girl because she'd been trafficked at about the age of 10. She'd been brought to the train depot, dropped off, brought in by her father, oh and gosh. given to a broker. 
She was literally tortured. She was kept in the dark for nearly a year until she got old enough to be able to use. They didn't want to damage their new product. Mm -hmm. She was sold to 20 to 40 men a day, and she fled one day. One of our outreach workers found her. Now, the long and the short is when I first met her, these women were still in prostitution. They were down in an isolated area back behind some of the brothel stalls in what was kind of an old church, and they were worshiping together. They had found Jesus, and they'd become Christians, and they knew they had value, but they had a debt, a bondage to pay off. They were told they owed to their captors. Some of them had little children. And from that first night of meeting these girls, um, it was real clear that they had no options. I don't believe any of the men buying them probably even thought about them being a person with stolen dreams and no hope because they were just a product. I think the alarming thing I've found is I've worked around the world defining the markets and rescuing girls and trying to pass laws against using them is quite often the buyers have gotten either into addictive behavior from a pornography perspective or they've totally devalued the female to the point of seeing her uh, they're kind of removed from her as a human being. Right, right. And there's a big uh, compartmentalization that mm-hmm. takes place in porn users' lives that allows that to happen. Yeah, we call that objectification, right. and it and it, you're absolutely right. They, men literally look at them as an object. Yeah, and there's a disasso- disassociation that right. takes place sometimes because of abuse, uh, where we have been abused, and in order to go to a safe place to survive this traumatic event in our life, we put sex in this other compartment. Right. So that allows these, these terrible things that you're describing to happen in, in men's lives and, and not think anything of it. Right. Uh, so can you tell some stories of when you guys have rescued some girls out of the streets? Well, it depends on the country, but the girls are different all over. Mm-hmm. One of the American girls that was rescued actually by one of the cyber crimes units right here in America, she was snatched off the streets of one of our cities right here in America and she had been recruited, and uh, the long and the short is she has moved from town to town, moved into places like Las Vegas, and sold to people she would say were as old as her dad. Hmm. Wow. And uh, she has a different protective system in the United States, and, and yet she has the same condition as my little ganga. She didn't believe she had any value. Once she has been used sexually by someone, whether they just see her as an object or whatever, she's changed forever. She thinks she has no value. So she is willing to be abused again, and she's a very, very damaged little girl. But like Ganga, once she understands that she has a value in herself, what happened to her doesn't change her, she can heal. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. So that's the rescue component of Shared Hope. You've also got the prevention component and the restoration component. And I'm really curious to hear a little bit more about the Predator Project. You, You talk about in prevention your uh, Shared Hope International believes knowledge is the key to prevent the continued growth of the massive sex tourism and trafficking industry and to save the lives of women and children around the world. We must increase public awareness that reduces the demand and supply for further victimization. So you're doing that in part through the Predator Project. Tell us a little bit about the Predator Project. Well, the Defenders, which is a group of men that have come together to minister to each other, to defend themselves, their families, to develop wingmen for each other, to Mm -hmm. stand with each other, is a division of the Predator Project. The Predator Project is to say we need to focus on the predator 
of the girl. Originally, it was designed to pass laws to go actually to infiltrate, mm-hmm. to find the traffickers, to find ways of putting them in jail. Wow. It wasn't right. necessarily focused on the buyer. It mm-hmm. was like nobody really knew what to do with that because it was so complex in so many countries it's so accepted to buy a right. female mm-hmm. and to have uh, sex with little kids or, or young women. Mm-hmm. And so, but we started realizing that the predators, as much as we didn't want to say it, were pretty ordinary men all over the world who needed to understand what they were doing. When we started doing the research, though, we found some things we didn't realize. Hmm. Online recruiters, which could be a man or a woman online, is recruiting both the product, which is usually an 11, 12, 13-year-old girl, and they're recruiting the buyers, and they're doing it through pornography Mm -hmm. websites. Mm-hmm. And you cannot start a pornography website. Um, you can't go in without getting to child pornography. It will come at you. It's around the bin. You can't tell. You open it up. The uh, the problem there is the addictive behavior. Mm-hmm. The more we found out about that and the number of men going on, we started realizing the predators and the offenders, the buyers, were being recruited, and they to really prevent. We had to have strategies to get to them to have them understand that you are victimizing these women, these children. Not only that, you cannot just start in many cases without being sucked into a terrible addictive behavior that will destroy you and your family. And mm-hmm. so that is really what uh, the Predator Project uh, led to. We still investigate and we still develop laws for countries. And in the United States, the Predator Project has a whole arm right now that's going into American cities and help and is helping to coordinate services for victims, promote the defenders, as well as develop outreach messages to society to say things like, girls are not whores just because they've been used in prostitution by pimps and men. Right, absolutely. Don't label them. Right, their victimization doesn't change their identity. Right. There you go. Or their value. Right. So, I mean, the awareness edge of things is really starting to improve. I just Mm -hmm. saw a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, on one of those late night uh, uh, news magazines, 2020 or something like that, uh, they did an expose on this very issue, especially in, uh, I think, Cambodia. And yeah. it was just amazing. Did, I don't know if you saw that, Linda, but, I mean, it was fantastic. And Colin Powell was on. I know the Bush administration has made this uh, a big priority. Isn't that right? Yes. The International yeah. Justice Institute, I think, was the, yeah. the one being expo- mm-hmm. exposed there. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. They were finding little children. Um, one of the men that infiltrated that uh, has worked for us and, and um, literally tries to go inside the rings. And, and Shared Hope has been doing that for a period of time. We don't very much talk about it because we want to be able to do the things we mm-hmm. yeah. we do. Right. But as you get inside, you realize there's a condition of the different kinds of buyers, and it always though goes to the you know the market goes to the demand of the buyer. Right. So if in Cambodia the world thinks you can go buy children and you're safe, mm-hmm. pedophiles will go there. Sure. So what mm-hmm. we were looking at there is people that would actually use little children. Right. I think that more difficult is to fight that barely adult girl that has an adult body but is still a little girl, Mm -hmm. that 13-year-old, which some people would say, well, you know, she's kind of a woman. 
Her body's made for sex. It's mm. kind of okay. And there is a justification in the American culture that porn, um, sexuality that's uh, public, these things are kind of okay now. Hmm. So with that, and the way the girls dressed is becoming an acceptance of using the girls. Where kids are kids, it is not okay, but it, has, it, it does seem to, to mean that men are justifying, as well as male police, the using of that teenage girl right. under the, well, you know, we really didn't know, and she, she dressed like she wanted it. Right, right. And therefore, the using of this young uh, teen is becoming accepted. Now you'll say, oh, how do you know that? There aren't very many prosecutions. Right. There mm-hmm. aren't very many arrests locally. There are case after case uh, testimonies of girls saying, well, they put me in jail. This is a 14-year-old. And, and the policeman just told him, you better get out of here. You could get in trouble for this. Mm, that's just ludicrous. You know, and, and, and so we're talking about uh, sometimes women or girls who look like women uh, who mentally are not there. Uh, I mean, there's a physical development, but there's also an, a mental mm-hmm. and, a, and a, an emotional development. I mean, these are children. Regardless of the fact that I'm going to say there are people who are being victimized who are as young as five years old. Right, but what you're saying is there are people that are being victimized just because they look like women, even though they are, you know, mentally uh, underdeveloped and just like a child. Yeah. And and so, what is at the root of this? I mean, you're talking about the consumer, and what's the root? The root is sin. I mean, all these attitudes you're talking about, you know, using people for your own benefit, and your mm-hmm. own gain, when that's just selfishness. Okay, I mean, it's greed. And well, what you're doing, though, and what you're doing on your program. What we're trying to do through the defenders is change the acceptable behavior or the acceptable culture that it is all right, mm-hmm. right. to use another person by the picture, by the hour, by the minute, right. and that people are not to be used. They're not to be sold. They have value. Mm-hmm. God gave them individual value. Yeah. And I think that that is the value of, of something like this program um, we can change things. We don't have to say it's just like that. The right. defenders are trying to say, no, we as men are going to say pornography is not victimless. Mm-hmm. We as men are going to say uh, everybody's daughter, every father's daughter deserves to be defended and protected. Mm-hmm. And we as defenders are going to say that until we change the culture. Right. right. Absolutely. <clears throat> as you've been talking, Linda, <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been thinking about my own eight-year-old daughter, and I told her recently, don't ever marry a man who's not going to treat you like a gem, like a daughter of God. And to always realize her value is precious and never to hook up with a guy who's not going to treat her like that. And I just think of all the the young girls I see, even in the church today, who are dressing almost, I almost want to say the word, so they can be used or abused or mauled by men's eyes. Mm-hmm. They want attention and they don't know how to get it. Right, right. And they don't realize, I think, often what they really do. They're not intending to cause the reaction mm-hmm. they have. And that doesn't justify it totally, but again, they're children. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I was thinking, as you just uh, mentioned your daughter, that so often we come back and we put a face on it if it's our daughter. You know, we think about anything like that happening to our daughter, but so many men are using children younger than their daughters and granddaughters. Mm-hmm. And that does that, that is hard for me to understand it was why it was hard for me to start developing outreaches and ministries to men under shared hope because I just we go, how can you 
your, your one incident with a child, your one experience is life-changing for that child. Right. I can't understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I, I, you know, Linda, I come from a, an abuse background from a predator myself. I was abducted when I was 14, and that had a huge impact on me. And then on top of that, then I go into law enforcement and I see, you know, the, just the prevalence of uh, pornography every, you know, in every life that's out there. And, you know, for me, it did come to a place where I had to compartmentalize the pain. And one of the, the, the greatest parts about my recovery was when that wall finally came down, mm-hmm. when I finally was able to understand the pain I experienced as well as the pain I also gave. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's really what what we want to see for these men who are the predators right. is for them to get that recovery and then also for those girls to be safe. And right. Well, you know, as I, one of the men, and you had Henry on, he talked about trying to do things to help women. He said when he realized what he had done, when he understood the pain and that the women that he had used hated him, hmm. they hated him. They hmm. were smiling on the outside and crying on the inside right. and that, so many women are pimped, mm-hmm. girls are pimped. Mm-hmm. very few are keeping the money. And the simple fact is he then wanted to do something. And I think what we have to do as believers is we, our salvation is not secured by doing something. It is by believing in God who gave mm-hmm. us value and, and who said, I will forgive your sins. Mm-hmm. But then immediately we are pulled to action. Right. Faith without works is dead. If I right. believe that and I have faith, so one thing we can do is we can find ways to help those that are victimized. We can speak against their victimization. Right. If you go to sharedhope.org, you can see girls all over the world who have been victimized, ways that you can help. In the United States, there's places that are helping these women, mm-hmm. usually under a rescue shelter, sometimes a pregnancy center. Mm-hmm. Places like uh, L.A. Rescue Mission has women at the L.A. Rescue Mission being restored. Some of those women were commercially exploited children who are there now as young women building their lives. You can do something. Find a place. Do something. It'll Mm. it'll enable your healing. Right. Absolutely. That's so true because you're talking about, you said it earlier, value. You know, and the reason why this is so tragic is that it devalues people. It goes against the creative intent of our maker. We're not intended to be just minimized to uh, sexuality. And, you know, if you're out there and you're thinking, well, you know, I'm not a predator. I don't have a problem with little, little kids. Well, listen, it's not really about age. When you devalue people this way, when you look at pornography, when we've participated in that ourselves, we have been... The predator, because we're preying on somebody uh, on a part of them, and that's their sexuality. Whether that person's an adult or a child, uh, you know, it matters very little when it comes to value. Well, and how many clients, Jason, that you and I have dealt with, all struggle with their own value because of their own yep. behavior. So Absolutely. the enemy's intent's the same to devalue both the predator and the victim. Absolutely. And so, Linda, you know what you're talking about, and and by the way, you know, as on behalf of Mike and and Rob and all those men out there. Uh, our clients who have uh, victimized women and young women, we, you know, we just want to symbolically mm-hmm. ask you as a re- representative of those women and of, of those children for your forgiveness, because we repent against that. We are turning away from yep. that, and we need your forgiveness for that, because we have harmed you greatly. Well, your example for all the men listening is, is the beginning of their healing. What the Word says is we are to 
take action after we ask for God's forgiveness, right. and that is to go to those we have offended. So I appreciate that. I accept Amen. that. Amen. And, and then Thank to you. look in our hearts mm-hmm. and say, keep showing us, Lord, keep showing us if we've offended, how we can make restitution. Right. And in that process of restitution, we have our own healing. So tell us now, we've talked about the prevention, we've talked about the rescue component. Let's talk about the restoration component. It says, Shared Hope International remains committed not only to rescuing victims of sex tourism and trafficking, but also to offering hope by building communities that restore and empower women and children who have been victimized by traffickers, gangs, and pimps. With just 30 seconds or so, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. We have villages and houses all over the world, and in those, girls have as long as they need to grow up, get their mm. education, work at a business, and become independent. Many of them end up working and reaching in and helping other women and children. And so that is my heart. That's what I started Amen. with for five years before I started anything on the uh, side of the client or the buyer right. uh, or the trafficker, I was just just heart and soul in restoring girls. I've got girls married, girls through college, mm-hmm. uh, girls that are helping other girls. It's a beautiful thing out there. It does need help, though. It, right. It's all private so that we can make sure that the girls aren't limited on time. They get what they need. They understand who they are right. in Jesus. That's and great. so it's all private. So go to the website. Yeah. There, is, there is a need for help in many of the areas, and uh, take a look. Yeah, in fact, you can go on to sharedhope.org, uh, shared with a D, uh, and donate. You can help to give to these villages and communities that Linda's creating across the world to save a life, literally. And, or you can become a defender, the defender's USA.org and sign up to become a defender. Take the pledge, uh, but do both. Okay, there's people out there that have funds that that, that they can give. But bottom line is, we we are very proud of you, Linda. Thank you for mm-hmm. being on the show Amen. today, for doing what you're doing, and we stand behind you 100. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. It's been a delight. Amen. God bless you, uh, Rob. You've got a little business. Well, to take I care just of. yeah, just want to parrot what uh, Linda said. You know, faith without works is dead. If you've been touched by the show, if you are struggling with your own recovery, or if you are a wife and you found value in hearing this information for your husband, please consider partnering with us. Mm-hmm. Help us to continue to spread this message to the L.A. area, to the Colorado Springs area, and uh, see what God will do. Amen. Amen. Touch a life today. Uh, of course, you can uh, go to blazinggrace.org and look for more ways to uh, help out there. Uh, but we're glad to uh, mm-hmm. be able to stay on the air, as Rob mentioned, um, not only on the L.A. market and Colorado Springs market, but also oneplace.com and iTunes. Mm-hmm. So uh, tune us in next week. and We're excited to be meeting with Uh, Folks from all over the world talking about sexual addiction recovery. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of The Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 625. 
521 Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the Internet at www.blazinggrace.org. That's www.blazinggrace.org forward slash radio dot htm on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach rob mcintyre and jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877-590-7685 desire for a specific subject to be covered on blazing grace tell mike janung what you want covered you can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine his grace upon you.